We, we decided that we wanted to do an Ask Us Anything. Um, so we reached out on social media and we had some friends that asked us some questions. Um, our first question is from Allie. And Allie asked for our unpopular opinions about Attack on Titan. And we just wanted to clarify a little bit that we will only discuss unpopular opinions if... We've already covered it up to this point. So season one and season two, because we don't want there to be any spoilers. Correct. Correct. This is a safe space for all you first timers. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Especially since we're nearing the end of where I've already watched. But we'll talk about that next time. So true. So true. So true. (laughs) But Megan, go ahead. Why don't you, uh, what is your unpopular opinions about Attack on Titan? Oh, man. Where do I even start? Okay, this is going to ruffle some feathers. But I do not like the Attack on Titan fandom ship of Levi and Aaron. Ah, okay. Yep. So it's not just that it's an age gap. For me, it's like, whatever. You know, because I know people who have wonderful relationships who have age gaps. But I struggle when... It's like there's a child growing up involved in this later ship, you know? So it's like when we start out, well, at least when Levi meets Aaron, Aaron is like 14, 15 when he gets into the scouts and Levi is 34 ish. So it's like, I mean, it is a massive age gap, but Aaron is a child and, you know, I get that the main character, he grows from childhood to adulthood later, yeah. but it just bothers me. I And I get it. Age of consent. It's different. And it's certainly different in Japan than in the US, but I still don't like it. And I feel like I'm okay to not like it. <laughs> you don't have to explain I think that uh, I think that a lot of people would probably feel the same way after hearing your explanation. Yes, I think there there is some. Um, I guess to just kind of give an example of this, there is a really controversial uh, book that um, is going around Book Talk, and I think oh. it's um, it's called The Bargainer, and they they kind of talk about the relationship between this man and this this girl starts at 15. Now, nothing uh, romantic happens until she's like 28 years old, but he's known her yeah, as nope. she is growing up. Nope, nope, and nope, 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 nope. Um, there is questions of grooming that happen during yes. that time. And I think that that is um, something that I think that you're trying to get at that there could be a potential issue or conflict of is this grooming? Exactly. And not that the, you know, the Levi character would ever actively do that, but it's like, right. Aaron, he doesn't have a mother or a father. I mean, Grisha, who the H knows where he's at, but it's <laughs> like, as far as we know, he doesn't have any parental figures. And also it's like, he hasn't really pursued anything romantically. So it's just like, there's so much of just like innocent quote unquote innocence, you know, in terms of developing relationships. So I'm just like, 
people lay off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, again, age gaps don't bother me. It's just when one of them happens to be a child and then grows into an adult. And I'm just like, no, stay away. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, another one that I don't like, obviously, not a fan of Amir. I feel like she's just too mean for my liking most times. And I'm not going to lie, this second go around, I realized that I am not a fan of Krista half the time because she's too damn sweet and I feel like I'm forced <laughs> to liking her. Okay. Like, I don't know. I, I clearly, I have a problem with being told who I should like. That's what I've realized. That's um, a good point. You know, um, I feel like people also know my opinions on Potato Girl, aka Sasha. Uh, don't love the nickname, especially when that's only what people remember her for. I mean, I think it might be cute because in the manga, they even tease her about like stealing food, you know, and I yeah. think that it comes from a place of endearment, obviously, because they know she's incredible. But I feel like in the fandom, if we only reduce Sasha to being Potato Girl, we just so quickly forget all the remarkable things that she's done. I mean, I feel like she's right up there with Mika's son, Annie, in skill. Just yeah. saying. Um, oh, man. And last, uh, I, Sam, do you know the drama between Wit Studios and MAPPA? Mappa, Mappa. No. Okay. No. Well, this is not a spoiler period, but in season four, they changed studios. So seasons one through three were Wit Studios, and season four gotcha. was Mappa. And I hate how Mappa animated season four. I still love the the storyline like the storyline is still for me top tier gotcha. but and i'm not gonna do anything there because again this is spoiler free but um i just preferred the way that wit studios did it because it just looks so crisp like the bold black lines with the vibrant colors i mean to me it just looks so good but in my opinion Mappa and how they drew it, it feels like a giant sepia tone filter, you know, is put over the screen. Yeah. And I also feel like my glasses are dirty and that I just need to constantly clean it because it just feels <laughs> blurry. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, I'm going to be curious to how you feel about it when you like experience season four for the first time. I feel like this is controversial just because so many people either love it or hate it. And then there are some people who want to be Switzerland in this and be like, oh, but they did a great job anyway, considering their workload. And it's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I care about the artistic style and the integrity continuing to be the same, you know? <coughs> So, yeah. um, to me, that was, uh, I, everyone knows now where I stand on this. And there <laughs> you go. I feel like that's all the unpopular Attack on Titan opinions I can say without being spoilery. So, Sam, what about you? Okay. Tell me what so, you think. Um, 
I feel like I'm pretty go with the flow. I don't care too terribly much. Oh, man. All right. Well, okay. Um, but here, I will say a few things. I do, um, I guess there are one or two things. And for some reason, it just blanked out of my mind, one of them. But one of them being, um, I hate it when all of the guys like the cute, oh. timid girls and yeah. how I just, I really don't like it. And I feel like it's an easy go-to. It's kind of like, okay, I know I keep bringing up book talk and a lot of different things as examples. It's okay. But that is, You're part of book talk. Yeah, this that's like where I thrive, I guess. <laughs> um, but there has been like a surgence recently of um, a couple of different topics. One of them being women love men who are written by women. Oh, and, yep. and men like women who are written by men. Mm, and yeah. it's because they know what they like and that's what they perpetuate in books. And one of them being um, something that a book talker has recently been showing is like the type of women that men write. And it's always like these simpering women who have like these boring lives, uh, boring, quiet lives until the man shows up. Oh. Uh, in their life and then they're (laughs) like oh my life is complete and my life is worth something now and um I definitely feel like Krista fits that mold she was written by a man and she is the one that everybody wants to be with I mean you have Armin you have Amir you have Raina you have who else I feel like there's been so many people that have said like she's cute she's quiet she's so sweet there was jean for a brief blimp but i'm gonna blame it on the fact that she brought him a horse so no one had to die (laughs) because i feel like he's like mikasa is og but krista did bring me a horse yes (laughs) um and yeah and it's just for me it's not i don't know i just don't like that um at least for like it's just kind of like everybody who loves the popular girl. And I feel like that's who his story is. His story is the popular girl that everybody likes. Um, uh, I feel like that kind of falls into just me feeling like I'm forced into liking Krista. Yes. I feel yes. like that kind of is like similar. Cause yeah, I, I struggle about that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Oh, my other thing that I really don't like, and I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but um, I'm a I'm a person that has a really hard time following multiple strings of story at the same time. Oh. Um, and so when Attack on Titan kind of jumps back and forth, um, whether it's eight hours or two weeks or whatever, it's very <laughs> hard for me to follow. Just in my brain, I have like this ADHD brain that can't focus super well, and. Um, so I know that they always start out with like eight hours earlier or whatever, but sometimes when they're jumping back and forth or even like two different places, because it takes place in a very close time frame, mm-hmm. like I can't tell the difference sometimes. And so when they are at the castle and like some people know what's going on at the castle and some people don't like that was very, very hard for me. And I know that it's trying to build up the drama of what's going on, but it really confused me. 
Like, oh my gosh. Really, really bad. Seriously. Um, to, the point where, to the point where I just really got fed up. Um, and I was just like, yep, hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> well, and let's be so honest. Hard. Also, um, covering those episodes was so confusing. It was just yep. like, oh, I can't remember exactly what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Kudos to anyone who stuck it out with us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, let's move on to our next question. So we had a question from Sterling and they asked what we prefer subbed or dubbed and also asked our opinions on fan service. So Megan, why don't you go ahead? Okay. So for sub versus dubbed, I just want to okay. say it loud and clear. I love dubbed, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't care if someone watches subbed or dubbed. I only care if you think that your way is correct and that if someone doesn't do it your way, then they're not true anime fans. Don't be that guy, you know? Yep. So yeah, for me, I just don't understand how people can like watch and like read like that quickly my brain skips mm -hmm. words and then it just doesn't sound good in my brain yeah. or it doesn't sound like as cool or you know whatever so I'm like dubbed it's awesome like give me all those voice actors they're all great <laughs> um you know so yeah that's that's for me um Sam why don't you do that and then I'll move on to fan service but let the people okay. know um, so for me, it depends on the situation. If oh. I am just trying to relax or fall asleep, <laughs> <laughs> um, or like sometimes I really like to, to quote unquote, watch TV while I have a migraine. And so it's really nice to be able to hear it in my own native language of English. And um, so I really liked dubbed for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I'm totally okay to watch subbed and sometimes I really get into it subbed, especially if I started the show in subbed, I usually like to finish it in the same language. It's very uh -huh. hard for me to switch back and forth. Um, I feel like that happened when I was watching, what, what was I watching? Um, high school rumble, like a long time ago, I was oh. watching Lauren high school host club and dubbed and then, um, high school rumble and subbed and I was like I don't know something happened um where it switched on me at one point because mm -hmm. they had both types subbed and dubbed up on Hulu or Netflix or something like that and I was like no <laughs> like I've grown accustomed <laughs> to these voices for so long and um, that's where your love of J. Michael Tatum started all the way back exactly. in the beginning. <laughs> and, uh, and honestly, I think that there's a comfort level, too, that if I know that there is a voice actor that is a dubbed voice actor uh, that I really do love, like J. Michael Tatum, I really try hard to listen to it dubbed because it's just like a comfort thing. I feel like you've made it on this journey with me through all <laughs> my, oh my anime watching. Everyone... So please have this little blip somehow make its way to J. Michael Tatum. He needs to get this love letter sent to him. I know you have a partner, but you have a lovely voice that I absolutely love. And I'm sure he appreciates that. Yes, um, of course. But Sam, you also mentioned that you watch subbed uh, when you have kiddos. So 
Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Um, mm-hmm. I also like to watch subbed when I'm watching a show that has a lot of bad words so that my <laughs> kids can't hear it. So um, that's really nice. Yeah. Pro tip for all the parents out there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, now for fan service, I think a little fan service is okay. Um, but when it gets heavy, I notice that that's when the plot line really comes second. And then I just get so bored. Like, I have hit a lull with Fairy Tale where I'm like, I don't give a hoot nanny about Lucy's inflated boobs, but I want to care about the story, but I can't go further because of the fan service. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it's fine. A little bit. Um, But I also don't really like speaking just of Lucy from fairy tale. I really don't like it though. When it involves like a female character with massive boobs who just does something clumsy or like compromising for just laughs or, you know, interest. Um, So yeah, that's, obviously where I draw the line, but um, (laughs) I will say props to Isayama for not sexualizing or fetishizing his female characters. I feel like he wants to hurt us in so many ways, but at least he didn't do that. There you go. Um, I'm, you know what, honestly, I'm just going to say ditto. (laughs) It's, It's true. Like, I honestly don't mind a little bit of fan service. Like, I feel like a lot of different, um, shows just have a little bit of fan service, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but when it gets so much, like you said, too overpowering the plot and just completely going off on its own, yeah, I lose interest. And I feel like the, everything just goes off kilter. You're losing the point of the show or even the manga at that point. And you've lost me. Like it's not worth, I mean, and the thing is, is that I was just looking at fairy tale. If we're going to use that as an example, um, that manga is so long. And I think about all of the fan service. And if you would just cut that out just a little bit, like how much better could, that be, but I also understand it's a money making tactic. Oh, there are right. some people well, who live and die for fan service, and that's why it's there. It is well, literally for the fans. Yeah, and sex sells, and obviously we see it in mainstream shows as well. So it's like you know, to each their own. But yeah, for me, I don't know. Also, just Sam, you should look. Just speaking of fan service and fairy tale, you should look up the difference between the fan service in the anime of fairy tale and the fan service in the manga. I was like, holy crap. All right. This isn't going to be one that I collect. So <laughs> it was wild. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, let's move on to our next question. Our next question is from Liz and Liz asked if we thought sort of online is terrible, good, or confusingly terribly good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought this was hilarious, uh, just a hilarious question. Um, Sword on Online was actually my third anime that I watched. So after Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, I count those kind of being the same. And then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So I didn't necessarily have a whole lot of anime under my belt. But looking back, I would say 
that it was good. I enjoyed it. Kind of slowed down and struggled in, I think it was the third season. But overall, I would say that it was good. Or terribly good. (laughs) Um, Is it worth watching? I would say maybe if you need an emotional release from Attack on Titan, watch it. (laughs) It's definitely a lighter story, but still suspenseful. So, yeah, that's my opinion. What do you think? Um, So, I did not watch all of Sword Sword Art Online. I can't remember if I ended it after season one or if I ended it at season two. But I know that there was a fairly, like, good ending yeah, uh, to one of those seasons. And I remember thinking, you know what? I'm okay. I'm good. Um, don't need to watch anymore. I felt like this wrapped up really well. I just can't remember if it was season one or season two. Right. Um, I think I know what and, you're talking about. And I watched it so long ago, and I haven't revisited it. Just because, like, I know that there's a universe to Sword Art Online and there's more seasons, and I was just kind of like, you know what, I was happy with the storyline of where it stopped, and that's kind of uh, something that my husband and I have really realized. (laughs) (laughs) Certain shows that we watch, we were like, man, this is just getting way out of hand, like, oh, what is it, Um, like The Walking Dead, Um, we kind of did that with that show, Peaky Blinders. Grey's Anatomy for me. For sure. Grey's Anatomy actually (laughs) is a very good example of that. There is a really good stopping point where it does not need to continue um, Mm -hmm. and and gets very excessive. So for me, I think that it is good if you stop watching at a certain point. Then it just kind of, from what I've been told, kind of tapers a little bit. I I agree. I agree. I haven't gone into like the extra like spin-offs, but I remember it being good. Now, I have seen some people who like collect the manga and they're like this is the manga's so much better, which isn't that true? The book is always better. The manga's always better. Yeah. But um because they love the manga, they also are like the anime is good too. So, I don't know. I say people just give it a try if you haven't already. I have tried, I will say, I have tried, I think it's called Gun Gale Online, which is a spinoff of Sword Art Online, like it's supposed to be after all of the glitches. Yes, me too. But I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I couldn't either. And I watched like maybe two episodes, maybe three, and I just (laughs) felt like it was not as fast paced as I would have liked it to be. Same. And it didn't seem to have as much of a point. Uh, because Same. there wasn't really a catalyst like Sword Art Online. Right. I will say that Sword Art Online did a fantastic job at really plopping you in the drama. So, oh, for sure. You know, and for a while they really were able to keep the momentum going. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've decided that it's good slash terribly good depending on where you stop. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's a, a really good way to wrap up that question. Um, our next question is by anime underscore Gen Show, and they asked what our best birthday present was. So, Megan, go ahead. I mean, I have the memory of a goldfish, first of all. So it's like <laughs> I couldn't really, like, remember through, like, you know, <laughs> all the all the birthdays I've had. But um, I would say probably getting engaged during our birthday week. So 
my husband and I, our birthdays are literally to the day a week apart. So ever since we like got together and realized that we have a birthday week and um, the first birthday week that we celebrated together um, right at the halfway point, he proposed to me. Um, and I totally thought he was going to do it on like the anniversary of when we first met. So, um, but he didn't, <laughs> it was a complete surprise. <laughs> um, so much so that like, I didn't even have my nails done. We didn't even go wedding ring shopping. Um, but he did perfectly, you know, it was perfect, but yeah, nails were not done. No makeup. I was wearing my glasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that was probably the best. Um, but a more recent best birthday present would probably be, again, from my husband, Trinidad. And that was the green Attack on Titan jacket, which oh, yeah. I know <laughs> my first subtle anime merch, one. And um, two, the second part that just made that the best was that when I posted it on Instagram... Sam, you commented on it. And, you know, here we are. It was just the gift that kept on giving for me. <laughs> so, yeah. So but what about you? Oh, man. I don't see. I have the memory of a goldfish, too. So I am going to say I have memorable presents that I have. Um, but I can't remember my birthdays very well. <laughs> Um, pretty much any time somebody gets me a book for a gift, like I am putty in your hands because <laughs> I love getting books. What kind um, of books? Let's, let's be specific um, here. Um, I really like fantasy a lot. Um, yeah, just like straight up fantasy. Okay. Everyone put that on your, um, <laughs> lists for Sam. She likes fantasy books and our birthdays are in December. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and we're two days apart. <laughs> yes, exactly that too. So group <laughs> gift. Um, but I will say the most memorable gifts that I have been given. Um, so I think it was the second year that John and I were married and we were just opening up Christmas gifts. And um, John uh, had somebody draw us in a <gasps> fantasy background. <laughs> Whoa. It was super. I'll have to, maybe I'll take a picture and then we can put it up on Instagram around the same time that we put up this podcast. Oh yes. But, um, I remember opening up on Christmas day and I like started bawling and oh. it's just like, it's John and I, um, with a griffin in the background. <laughs> no <laughs> the mountain way. It's so great. I absolutely love it. And I bawled. I bawled so much because I'm like, you took the time to tell somebody what my body looks like and my smile and you gave them this picture from our wedding. And oh, and uh, now we have a kid named Griffin. So we were like, oh, meant to be. So, oh, my gosh. I love that even more. That's right. <laughs> um, another really great gift is something that my husband also got me. So I often have like bouts of anxiety and depression and 
Um, I can't remember if this was for my birthday or if it was for Mother's Day or something like that. I think it was Mother's Day. Anyway, John pretty much made me like a list of things that he loves about me with an explanation. (gasps) And it was just like super thoughtful and super sweet. And I bawled during that too. But just things like Sammy's so freaking funny. (laughs) Sammy's a good person. Sammy loves our children, like things that like I wouldn't have thought of. I mean, I do know that I love my children. So that was something that was just, you know, (laughs) super easy. Um, But things like Sammy is adventurous. And I don't think that I'm adventurous at all. But he just talks about how I am. And he's like, even though she's introverted, she takes more chances than she gives herself credit for. She changes her appearance (laughs) with the number. (laughs) Like I have six tattoos in the last like year. And nice. And, um, let's see, uh, she has expert. oh wait, uh, where am I reading? Uh, she changes her appearance, tries new jobs and explores different hobbies regularly instead of sticking with the familiar. And I was oh. like, oh, I didn't even think about that being like adventurous, but yeah, I guess that is. And oh. so it was just, I guess the best gift about it, gift about it was that it was reminding me of the person that I am. And it's just a piece of paper and he took the time to write all of this and it was just the most awesome gift. So if you have ever have something like that, that pops up into your brain that even though it doesn't cost anything, it's the perfect moment or the perfect written thing that's something that somebody needs to hear like there is a reason why you're being told to do this in that moment or to say this certain thing so that is my favorite gift oh i'm like kind of teary-eyed that is so sweet john i know that you're gonna listen to this podcast that is so sweet oh i love that he's a good guy and honestly I, i going back to your engagement that you were talking about being like the best gift um very similar engagement with John and I like I was in sweatpants and it was <laughs> like yeah just like but it was perfect because it was John and I and it very much represents the type of relaxed people that we are so oh and I have to say just the element of surprise I I think that's the best I mean yeah I wouldn't change a single thing you know nope not so. at all Okay, well, that was a really good question. It wasn't anime related, but it made me very appreciative. So thank you, anime underscore Gensho. <laughs> um, our next question is by Cade underscore Jaeger and asks, uh, what gave you the idea to start a podcast? Also, he said to keep up the good work. So oh, thanks, thanks, Cade. Cade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Honestly, for me, I would say community. Um, So just a place where we could just dive deeper to talk about our love of anime with people who want to find like-minded people. Because we kind of touched on this in our How We Got Into Anime mini-weeb. It was the first mini-weeb that we made. Um, It's between episodes five and six, I think. Um, but honestly, I could not stop thinking about the fact that Sam hadn't told anyone that she watched anime 
except for like one person, I don't know, our friend Amy, um, yeah. for like 13 or 14 years out of our 15 plus year friendship because she didn't want to be treated weird or labeled or whatever because yeah. that was totally the case. Um, that was totally the case when we <laughs> were younger. Um, not so much now. And so I just kept thinking and I was just like, you know, I bet other people also feel this way. And I want us to be able to find each other, you know? Yeah. And um, I guess that's what gave me the idea to start the podcast. So Sam, I guess what made you decide to do this podcast with me and just like put yourself out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm a very introverted person, I feel like. Um, yeah, that was really hard for me. But I, so number one, I wanted to just do something for you and with you, I guess. Like it was just, it was really nice to see somebody be like, I want to do this with you. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like that felt really, really good. And like, I wanted to be able, I mean, we talked about this, like, what was it last week of just talking about like how we really loved talking to each other as much as we have collaborating on things. I, I mean, Let's be honest, Megan takes on most of what we do with this podcast, coming up with content and really outlining everything. Um, so she does an amazing job and carries most of it. Um, and like, I can tell that this is something that she's very proud of. And it's awesome to be able to be a part of it just because I can see how much she loves it. And I, I'm not saying at all that I don't love it. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's wonderful to see somebody grow in something that they love because I feel like you have, sh like, flourished in something that you've denied yourself for so long because you didn't want to be whatever the quote-unquote stereotype Asian person <laughs> that mm -hmm. people put you out to be. And you find out that, like, this is something that you really love. And I think that you've just, you've taken it by the horns and just really <laughs> ran with it. And I think that, I mean, I guess the other part of this is, is that I've wanted to live like my authentic self. Um, oh, totally. And I don't care anymore what people think of me. And that might be because I'm an adult now and I'm like, <laughs> F the world. If they don't like who I am, I'm just doing what makes me feel good <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I want other people to know that like, it's okay to be a little bit weebish. It's okay to be a little bit weird. It's okay to be a woman almost 30 and still watching quote unquote, I mean, not quote unquote, but cartoon anime stuff and enjoying it. Like I still watch beauty and the beast and love it. I watched Luca and probably loved it way more than my kids do. <laughs> um, and it just like love what you love do what you want to do. And as long as it's not hurting anybody else, what's the harm in you doing it? You know what I mean? Like, read that book, watch that show, talk to that person and, you know, just be you. And I feel like that's what this podcast has symbolized for me is just do it for yourself and don't care what other people think about it. 
Mm-hmm. Because know? the right people will find you and will yeah. love it along with you. Totally. Well, good question, Cade. Yeah, definitely. Um, very thought provoking for sure. Um, okay, so our last question is from Chango Fett. And they asked, Who are you? <laughs> who are your who are your favorite and least favorite Attack on Titan characters? I mean, I feel like this would be super easy for me. Obviously, Levi, Mikasa, Sasha, Connie, Hanji, uh, Jean, and Rhina. Um, least favorite, Emir and Krista. I feel like we already know. But then Hitch and a guy named Flock, which he hasn't been shown yet, but keep your eyes peeled. So. Okay. And we briefly met Hitch. She's the sassy MP girl, just so yeah. everyone knows. Yeah. But what about you? Like Hitch <laughs> um. Yeah. Hitch was Hitch was not one of my favorites either. I was like, oh, how dare you? You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I really like Jean, Connie, ha- Sasha. Um, and I'm gonna say something that might like make some people mad but I just I I don't know if it's the way that she's written but Mikasa has really been rubbing me the wrong way recently oh. like the whole mothering thing oh. that she's been doing like really just bothers me like you are not Aaron's mother mm. you can be a caring friend but don't like tell him what to do well in her defense Aaron's mother did say to protect him so yeah, but she's taken it so far. Like, he, you got to get to a point where, like, you just got to let him do what he does. Like, you can mm-hmm. give him advice, but don't just be like, don't you dare, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, stop doing this. Wow. It just gets annoying. Okay, Maybe well. it's because mm. I... <laughs> um, but I don't hate Mikasa. Um, she's just like not my top tier right now because of how she's been acting recently. That's fair. I will say my only beef with Mikasa is the fact that because she went after the female Titan when she wasn't supposed to, Levi Mm. messed up his leg. And have we seen him at all in season two? (laughs) No. So thanks, Mikasa. My favorite character is basically non-existent in season two. That's my only beef with Mikasa. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I really do like Levi. I I was really missing him, like you said, during this whole second season. I was like, man, where is he? Because he brings like the quippy lines and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Jean has not been in it very much either. Connie's been in it a little bit more because of the Titan in his village, but like, oof. And I really love Sasha. I feel like Sasha is the perfect woman. Like, that's Mm -hmm. why I get so pissed off because I'm like, why aren't all these men flocking to Sasha? (laughs) I know, right? Like, um, I would understand it if every guy was like, Sasha, you're incredible. Let me, you know, take you on a picnic or something, you know? It's like, come on, she's the perfect woman here. Yeah, maybe that's because she's the most like us. She likes to eat. She's weird. <laughs> we would she's be friends weird. with Sasha, period. Yes, period. Uh, let's see, any other... Right now, like, I'm a little iffy on Erwin. I feel like that guy's got <laughs> something up his sleeve, and I'm just very... I Okay, 
It's not that I dislike him. He's not my least favorite at all because very much I like him a lot. But like, I'm afraid of him, I guess is what I should say. I'm afraid of his potential because his potential could go like mass murder real fast. Well, we see how many people die when he comes scheming and planning. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (sighs) Oh, oh, I guess I did miss one last question. Um, Our very last question is from our friend Haley, and she asked, if you had a five-week break from work and $5,000 to spend, what would you do? Another non-anime question, and I am so here for this. I would probably, I feel like this is so basic of me to say, but I would probably go on a backpacking trip, either through Asia, Mm. so of course Japan, South Korea, Thailand, maybe Vietnam, Um, I think those would be amazing, especially Japan. Like, let's be honest here. Everyone, I feel like listening to this would agree. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or Europe. I had this insane desire to go to Ireland because of the beauty and the green. I'm like, I have to go. So if I did go to Europe, it would be Ireland, Scotland, And maybe Iceland, because I feel like maybe it'd be a short airplane ride, you know, or I don't know. I need to refer to a map. I probably (laughs) should have. But I would probably do that. um, Or or if I wanted to be boring, probably invest the 5K into a business. What kind of business? I don't know, but I would love the money to do whatever my heart was telling me to do at the time. (laughs) Good point. I really like your traveling thing because that is very much uh, something that I would like to do since I have not gone anywhere outside of the U.S. other than Canada. Oh, man. Well, don't feel bad because honestly, um, it wasn't until summer of 2006. 17 or 18 18 when I went to Europe the first time I went to England um yeah England Switzerland Denmark which I'm not sure if I can go back to Denmark um (laughs) because of a ticket situation um if people ask maybe I'll tell but yeah Denmark was probably my favorite, and yet I don't think I can return. Um, And so, yeah, don't feel bad that you haven't, like, really explored anywhere, because neither have I. Let's go on a backpacking trip, Sam. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'm a little too old to, like, do the hostel situation. Yeah, I guess so. We'll we'll go to a decent hotel. You're right. We are getting too old. (laughs) Yeah. We're not spring chickens. I have to go to a chiropractor monthly, so you're yeah. right. <laughs> um, so I would totally, um, totally go on a trip to Asia or to Europe. That sounds like super, super cool. I've we were gonna go during COVID, and then COVID hit, and then we were Ugh. like, oh, good thing we didn't book our flight yet. <laughs> Seriously, well, exactly. Where in Asia and where in Europe? Ooh, uh, probably the same. Uh, Japan um, and Thailand are really big places that I would love to go. 
And then um, in Europe, it's Ireland, Scotland, um, France, England, Germany. Um, Sam, have you watched um, a show called Poldark? No, but I've been told it's so amazing. (gasps) Okay, first off, you have to. Like, I feel (laughs) like this is so up your alley, but there are beautiful scenes like of this seascape green scenario that is so gorgeous. And that's what made me want to go to that neck of the woods when we went to England. So we spent time in London and then this place called Falmouth and then kind of that area. It was probably one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. I'm sure there are other more beautiful places, but considering that this was my first time out of the U S that was gorgeous. So Watch Poldark because that will make you want to go to those places. Yeah. So. Um, let's see. There's that. <sighs> Putting it towards a tattoo would be great. <gasps> okay. Can you tell people uh, about your anime tattoo just real quick? I know this wasn't a question, but <laughs> it was so freaking cute when you showed oh, me. Yeah. So I um, I grew up on... Uh, Spirited Miyazaki Away. films. Yep. Yeah, Spirited Away specifically when I was little and My Neighbor Totoro. And um, Spirited Away was my favorite for a really long time. So I got the fat radish spirit <laughs> on my ankle um, waving one of his flags that he or his fans that he has. It's so um, cute. And I got it. Well, I also have like you can't see it because it was not a great decision. Uh, but on the flag, I put like a semicolon on it to represent like mental health and stuff like that Um, but it just it actually just looks like the dot that is actually on his fan because the semicolon (laughs) kind of blended together which is totally okay um but I just loved that he was chubby and happy and I was like hey body health mental health like physical image health whatever you want it to be like be happy with it and so it's just the fat little radish spirit on my ankle (laughs) gosh that is so cute and the semicolon I didn't know about that but that just like the whole thing just makes it even more perfect (laughs) yeah you can't see the semicolon but we'll just pretend that it does look like a semicolon for the for the story aspect but yeah I have the radish spirit on there he was one of my favorites from the movie so oh yeah now if you did get a tattoo with this imaginary 5k what would it be Oh, gosh, I have no clue. I want so many. Um, Probably something book-related or Um, Avatar-related. I have also really... I've actually recently been looking into some noragami ideas for a tattoo. So... What if you got got Yukine, but as his little sword with the the tatted... uh, Or the... tattered tattered. yeah the tattered uh little fabric hanging from it a sword oh that'd be so cool sorry it's it's not even my tattoo (laughs) it's on my pinterest board don't worry i've been trying to find like a good (laughs) good ones but i also thought something simple and small like his little crown that he has on his jumpsuit just like something small and oh my affordable (laughs) true i i love a cute subtle anime um tat i think those are so cute yeah so that would be so good well that would be a great 5k well spent (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email us your thoughts. Um, if you w- would love to support the show, you know, feel free to give us that five-star review or to share this with your other weeb friends because the more the merrier. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. You guys are the best. Bye.